Welcome to Agency Thinking, the podcast guide to starting or rebooting an agency or bringing the agency mindset into your organization. Agency Thinking is brought to you by business growth coach Mark Kelly. To find out more about how Mark can help boost your business, email mark at markkellyconsultancy.com or tweet him at markkelly333. Agency Thinking is produced by Word and Mouth. On with the show. Episode the sixth. The final. The final of the season. The final episode of this season. Um, we are, we've enjoyed it. We've Maybe forever. Well, we, who knows? It all let's depends on you, the listener. Yeah, let's get to double figures and we might do another one. <laughs> who knows? Uh, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. And it's been really good helping. Uh, it's helped me structure the the thoughts that I have and yeah, just explain good. without making it salesy. I think the worst thing would be to make it some kind of advertorial and I really hope that we haven't done that. I don't think we have done that. Um, You've certainly also, helped me, Mark. I would just well, like to extend that on behalf of our listener my sincere appreciation I of your time. I think that's the bit I've enjoyed is us just talking through your your initial thoughts and as you said, you had, you've had a couple of radical, change um, in radical changes and you've thought through and you've been thinking through the services that you're going to offer, who you're going to talk to, who you're going to serve, etc. Uh, so that's good, isn't it? I'm, I'm happy. That's um, we Still are, none the wiser. No, well, penny wise. Well, yeah, well let's talk about the money. Lots of more but talk, it's because I feel, I feel, Mark, like there's a missing piece of the jigsaw. It's yeah. money. Are if you only, make if a living only, out of it? If only we'd thought to include something about pricing in this season of incredible podcasts. Dong. Drop the obvious. It's us. We're going to talk about pricing. So uh, let's do exactly banking. that. Um, there are um, some resources that I, uh, I love that word, resources that I allude to on, or actually I don't allude, I write about on my website. I won't say the name again, you've heard it, and it'll be on the, the show notes. MarkKellyConsultancy.com We need a jingle for that. But anyway, so we um, we talked very briefly right at the start about how to, in the first session, about how are you going to make some money out of what you do, your service. If you look on um, my website, there's at least one or two blog articles. I've written about this on LinkedIn as well. Everything leads to a much bigger resource. There's a, a, um, I would hope, very useful and detailed guide on the Smart Insights website. Dave Mm -hmm. Chaffee's wonderful Smart Insights. It's all about digital marketing. But within that, there's a separate area all about agency toolkits, an agency toolkit for, for growth. A uh, huge number of guides on there. Um, Some of them are written by blisteringly good authors, aren't they, as well? Yeah. Some writers on there really know their stuff. Uh, Dave is very good at curating writers from all sorts of different expert areas, yeah. including, I would hope, agency uh, growth, as in I write those. Ha ha. Oh. But um, the the guide to uh, pricing models and approaches to pricing is pretty um, detailed. So we're not in this session going to go through all the different model options, but there's also within there things like if you're going to run the the, the, the rate uh, model, so looking at hourly rates or day rates for different specialists in your agency, uh, the, there's an approach to how you calculate those. There's actually a, a, a budgeting or, or, or pricing. Never say costing. Oh, costing is quite negative when you say to a client, here are the costs. Immediately mm. they think cost is a drain on our business. If you say here's the pricing for or the investment – that's different because it is helping. The whole idea of any agency working with a client is there's a return on investment at some point. So talk about pricing. I'm going off a tangent here deliberately. Talk about investment. Don't just talk about costs. But there is a pricing 
uh, or budgeting scenario spreadsheet as part of the Smart Insights Toolkit. Helps you plug in a whole load of different stuff, change the day rates or the hourly rates of the people in your team and start calculating various things on the back of that. There's also a reference in the guide to a couple of day rate calculators, particularly if you're starting out. If you're a freelancer or you're a, 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 a sole operator running your own agency to start and you're, you're, you're booting it, re, uh, you know, starting the whole thing up. Um, uh, so I believe, if I remember rightly, one of those from the wonderful Ignition Consulting. There's a, there's a great um, day rate calculator within that. Anyway, there's some links in there. Why I'm banging on about day rates or hourly rates is pretty much that's the accepted agency model. So there's a whole thing around, um, there's a big debate in the, in the agency world, as all of you will know, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, around um, do you charge by a day rate? So do you, do you kind of you know work through exactly how long it's going to take you for every single thing that you're delivering to the client? Or do you look at value? So that thing of value versus rate card is still a big debate in the in the agency world. Um, various folks um, will come down on one side or the other. Genuinely, I think it's still a difficult conversation um, for agencies to have with their clients and behavior wise I mean I know working with agencies the first thing that I get asked and I know agencies then get asked by their clients is so how many days is going to take and what's your day rate so it's really hard to to break that mindset to say let's not talk about the day rate let's talk about the value so is it if, good to have both available um it is good to have but and and I would say where you can um talk about the value and I think value is is a you know it's not you trying to I've heard people well, people have talked to me about it in the past uh, agency a couple of agency owners sat across the desk leaning back and saying isn't that just trying it on that you're talking about value so you know it's going to take you four days but you're going to try and charge the equivalent of 10 days worth of time and to my uh, mind uh, value is about what you bring to that client and it's built up usually with years and years of experience and um, there's a, um, a metaphor analogy not metaphor analogy that's used quite a lot which is when if, if you lock yourself out of your house and you call the expert locksmith and they come along and they basically bring their multi-tool, they look at the problem, or the plumber, whichever, they can usually fix that dire problem you have. I can't get in my house, or the bath's overflowing, or the, the boiler doesn't work. They'll fix it in 10 or 20 minutes, but they will charge you the value, as in they've come out, they work with you, and they'll charge you a couple of hundred quid. As soon as you start saying, but that took you two minutes, it's a bit of a joke and a bit tongue-in-cheek, but the, the reply should be, it's two minutes to do it, but that's 20 years of experience. So, again, it's a bit oh, of an obvious one, but amen, yeah. So there's that thing of, with agencies, cracking something which absolutely makes a brand fly, whether that's a campaign, whether it's a rebrand itself, whether it's you know a line for copy that sells, copy that sells, whatever it is. The the huge amount of skill that's gone into that, and the and the the collective experience of the folks behind that in the agency has a value. It isn't just about the fact that it took you two days to do it. It's the fact that it it's it's something that's going to give the client five, ten, twenty fold the return on that particular investment. So, can I just ask around, a question look, about yeah. value? It seems to me quite a refreshing shift in paradigm from the time-based approach and i mm -hmm. wonder as agencies how specific you can be when it comes to defining value because i've seen some video agencies that have said our videos will increase conversions on your website with a very strict set of conditions attached mm -hmm. so as long as you adhere to these basically give us carte blanche 
license to do what we like with the video and it must be displayed in such and such a position and okay. it must be including the following things then ultimately we guarantee that we will increase conversions and if we increase conversions or say we don't increase conversions then you get a proportion of the money that you invested in that production back yeah. now that seems very explicit but i imagine that there'll be some agencies in some situations that can't go that granular when it comes to defining the value if they were going to go down a value-based pricing model approach. Um, agreed and that kind of moves into the territory which um i believe and we're going to talk about this that you're looking to do with your business which yeah. is you start moving into the territory of payment by results so um Payment by so back to, to to value. Yeah, you're right. There is there's a bit of a tension in in putting a value forward because the clients will want to think well, a they'll want to kind of push aside or lift up the bonnet or whatever you want to call it and say where's that value come from? So you said that overall to to run that campaign or do the rebrand it's going to cost us twenty four thousand pounds or forty eight thousand or one hundred and forty thousand whatever it is. But what's behind that? Who's going to work on it? Who are the individuals? How much time they're going to spend on it each? So it's very hard to have the value. Com- I'm not saying you can't have it, but it's very hard to have that value conversation mm. away from day rates because the behaviour for the industry for the last what 120 years has all been about time to do stuff except for a media cost but time for the creatives uh, for the copywriters for the ad men and women to do that back in the days of kind of you know uh, um, the whole um, madman world it's kind of everything was based on time value is quite hard to to push forward alongside value is the conversation that you start getting into which is well if you're going to ch- give me a, a value uh, price which is 20 grand to do that thing um what am I going to get for that? If you say to me, I'm going to get 200,000 back and that the price is just the price and we're not going to negotiate on it, we're going to be really firm and brave about it, then I, as a client, still want to get an idea from you, a conversation around what am I going to get from it and then following on from that, coupled to that is what happens if we don't get the results that you say? So are we going to pay you everything, as you're saying there, Dave, or are we going to give you a proportion of it? So payment by results comes into it. Uh, which I think I'm right in saying, looking across the table at you, that you are considering for your new business looking at a payment by results I uh, am, approach, yeah. which is part of your proposition, actually. Your value proposition is I'm so, I am so um, confident that the writing that I create will move mountains and sell product or build a brand or whatever it is guarantee your memberships you talk about membership uh, organizations yeah, yeah. before that i'm so confident that i'm going to um, completely put my colors on the mast and say i want to be paid when i get you the results that we've talked about is that your approach you're, you're kind yeah. of moving in that area well it is and you see i feel like if i didn't speak out for what feels like the minority of agencies right now who are offering this pay for results pricing model i feel like i'd be a little bit of a fraud because i have been for a long time now of the thinking that as a client i look to you the agency as the authority in this field i'm hiring you i'm paying you to change my state for the better as an organization mm-hmm. so and i know it still feels a little bit like alchemy for a client to have a discussion with a supplier as an agency to say, look, business ain't doing great. 
we're selling a good product, but we've just hit a brick wall with how we go about doing our marketing or we think we need to realign our proposition to a different audience or it might be that we need to do some product development, which I know is kind of going tangential a little bit. But they come to an agency and say, look, here is the challenge. And I read a good article a while back where a lot of people come to an agency and go, we need a new website. And the agency builds the website and goes, there's your new digital presence, fantastic. But actually what the client needed wasn't necessarily a website. We've got a situation at the moment with another of my clients. They decided that to build a new website, they needed a new CMS. It's all this whole sort of root cause symptoms and stuff. It's like, mm. so when I, as a client, come to an agency, the dream client comes to the agency and the agency that's worth their salt and understands the market with a question about the solution, not a question about the product that they want to build. They'll come to you and say, look, I need to build my business. I don't know where to go. I know the product's right. How can you as an agency expert in all things marketing, product development, how can you help me? And for the agency to be quite radically candid and say, A, we're going to do a bit of research for you and come up with some solutions and we think that these things are going to generate X revenue for you or take you in a different direction because, mm-hmm. to be honest, you're no longer a challenger brand and the leader in the market is eating your lunch. Yeah. So the reason why I'm coming down this more pragmatic approach, this payment by results pricing model, is that I want to say to people, look, I've got the experience I've got the authority, you're coming to me, even if you want a press release, for example, which is like the bottom of the food chain as far as my work would go. If you want a press release, I'm going to say to you, well, okay, thank you for coming to me, first of all. We can do this together with experience working within your organization because I want to take that more partnership approach than a provider approach i want to be almost considered which an all embed. agencies want to be which, partners not suppliers well, yeah, we need absolutely. to be don't we because yeah, totally, it's yeah. a more of a longer term relationship yeah, it's absolutely. you know it leads to things like retention um retainer fees all the rest of it but i want to kind of come to a point where i say okay well if you come to me for a press release uh, we will get you in four national newspapers or we will get you in front of an audience of five million people whatever it is Mm -hmm. this is why i asked you the question earlier about being value-based is you can only focus on value when you have the confidence in your expertise to be able to deliver on the part of change as you were saying the client and so this Mm. is very much me and like i said i I feel like uh, you know i've got a bit of a bee in my bonnet and i think i mentioned it in the last episode where we talked about awards I think that if awards were a lot more focused on people, organizations who delivered value as part of their guarantee to, I'm doing bunny ears now, I'm a yeah, big fan see, of the bunny yeah, ears, it's nice, my Amdram yeah. background. Yeah. If, if we were able to have an awards that were ethical, focused on, and not that all awards aren't ethical, Mark, no, I'm sure they I, all are. I think the awards are good. Anyway, that's a separate um, we, yeah, yeah, we've alluded to that. That's not but if the awards were based on agencies or organizations that delivered value as opposed to time-based projects Mm -hmm. then i can see awards really coming alive again because this is ultimately what the client wants the client doesn't necessarily know what they want the client can be quite um, brave by assuming that it wants a very specific piece of work done to achieve a different state but 
I think, and this is where my agency word of mouth comes into play, mm. is that you can come with one or two requests. You can come with a request that is something that you need in the short term that is all about just moving a very small molehill. Or you can come to me saying, look, the business needs a brand new set of content and we've got a campaign coming up we've got to think it through we've got to get some ideas together we've got to do some branding and identity work it's a whole enchilada are you considering that as payment so if i'm understanding this correctly you if that was that larger enchilada you've been looking to get one's time-based and one's very much value-based yeah so i think i think in my position i need to be able to offer a panoply Flex. of options yeah i I think where you've got the value-based uh, I almost approach. talked as much as you then, Mark. You, you should have well. come round the table and slapped me on. No, well, I'm anything not doing but that. preferably my wrist. I enjoyed not speaking, which is uh, not my default state. So it was very good <laughs> to sit there um, and not say a word. Um, you're, I have, I've got some uh, caution I around you have. payment by results. I'm not saying it isn't an approach. I've been in, uh, I mean, over the years... Uh, certainly inside agencies and some very big ones, I've sat across the table from clients who say, "So, it, guarantee or, or you know, we'll pay the we'll pay the hefty fee, but we want some guarantees that you're going to get the results." It just reminded me about televangelists then and what? pay to pray. Pay to pray. Well, in this yeah. case, pay. You nice. know, we, yeah. So um, the the caution for agencies is not because they don't want to be accountable because they they want to get great results it, for no other reason than a you want to help your clients that's why you're in business I mean people yeah. go into the world the crazy world of advertising marketing because they want to do good work and they want to affect um, an, a result a change as you say but there's my cautionary note note of caution on this is that there are so many moving parts so if you have a client sat with you who says um, I really like this approach to payment by results. We're going to go down that route. Particularly if you talked about value as opposed to, I'm going to charge you two days of time. That's a simple transaction. Write your press release. It's going to take me a couple of days. Um, you can pay me the two days. Or I'll charge a value because I'll do some more work on it. I'll craft it. I'll also do the outreach to talk to bloggers and or journalists and get it out there and guarantee you five national placements or whatever. That becomes a value transaction. As soon as the client says to you, um, okay, so we'll, we've agreed we'll only pay you if we get results. There's a big kind of flashing light above yeah. what do you mean by results and who else, what are the other moving parts? Who's going to affect that? So if they've got their own sales team, so to sort of move it slightly, and it's about flogging product to end consumers or business-to-business business model, whatever it is, all those things need to be thought about. So I've written you this amazing piece of content or I've written you a, um, a whole series of, of articles for your website um, how do I know that you're getting traffic driven to the site for people to see it? How do I know that then if you're saying you want payment by results as in you want to convert those inquiries on the website into um, paying customers yourself, who's involved in that decision? Is it or in that process? Sorry, is it your sales team? So I can't affect that. So immediately my my ultimate payment is in danger. It's under threat because there are other agents um, in play. Um, the same with, you know, there might be some amazing life thing happening that or, or not amazing thing something really quite not great in society that changes like the bank, banking crisis mm. if you had a, a pbr model running at the time where the banking crisis kind of unfolded and people were just not spending money on buying new tvs or cars or whatever but you were working for a client who was trying to sell those things would they have the right to turn around to you and say 
we kind of thought we'd get an extra 25,000 TVs sold in this quarter. Uh, we've only sold 15,000. You've missed the target. Sorry, we're not paying you. So I'm just advising. I'm not saying you don't explore because it's a very strong proposition to say to people, I am so confident in my mm. writing prowess that I will get you five placements. I will mm. get you... Uh, people still talk about OTSs, but... Uh, we I'm were, still struggling with PBR. P- payment by results. Thank you. It's all right. PBR. So PBR, OTS, but but putting the acronyms to one side, if if, if um, you are being confident about your uh, in your proposition that you will get results, that's really good. I mean, that's a really strong proposition. Go to Dave or go to Word and Mouth because they will be very happy not to be paid until they help you, the brand, mm. achieve the pre-agreed targets. That's brilliant. I mean, that's really good because that's a very strong message and you will get people stopping and doing a bit of a handbrake turn and thinking, hang on, let's talk to Dave about this. We've got to talk to five other copywriters. He's the only one who said he doesn't want to be paid until we've got a great result. The danger for you is you've got to earn some money. So you need to set a time scale against that. You've got to be really clear on what all the nailing down what the KPIs are to say, I you know, I, I do want to be paid when we do this, this and this. However, if your sales team don't deliver, if you change your own business model as a client, if the economy crashes, if it's really crap weather and no one wants to go and buy that barbecue, I, that's not my fault. I still want to be paid for the fact that we were doing really well with the camp. So I'm just advising caution on payment by results. And uh, I'm not saying you don't explore it. And you might do that mixed model of saying that it's it's a time-based or value-based and payment by results is maybe for the brands who say, we're a startup, we don't have huge amounts of money, we're wanting you, because you're taking the risk with them, to invest some of your time on the basis that if we do well, yeah, you do well. So maybe it's not a, a blanket, which I think is where you were starting. It's not a blanket, don't pay mm. me until you're super happy. It's basically uh, one that you might have some conversations with some clients about, if that makes sense. It does. And I think it can sometimes come off as a false prophet. You might end up thinking, okay, well, this guy is just desperate for attention. He wants to be used. So he's putting out this guarantee that actually may amount to nothing. It might be a fly-by-night. So there's a negative perception because it is Mm -hmm. so relatively new, especially in the writing space, because people are still, well, it's column inches and you wanted words on a page and that's what I've provided you with. There's so many layers to this. It's so textured that I feel that this needs expanding upon in a potential new episode of a potential oh, new season, potential potentially. Season. So, yeah, I think it'd be good to come back where you've moved on then. We have a break over it would. period and say, where did you get to with those things that we... Yeah, and I've about. not finished yet. So I want to talk about front-loading because I think there's an awful amount of thinking that needs to be done before anybody goes into a pay by results relationship Mm. front loading in terms of any of the legals any of the regulations any of the rules that are featured as part of that pay by results pricing model because i remember reading an article about johnny ive and steve jobs and johnny ive effectively running design for apple and within the apple ecosystem they had a skunk works division which was all about looking into the future and what's going to work best and They were just focused on the future, and that in many ways is how most of Apple's products came to be. And I almost feel that as an agency or as a sole trader, depending on what your style and what your format is, I think you probably need to be spending a little bit of time 
horizon scanning and future gazing and just taking into account the opportunities that pay by resorts might bring you. If you're a larger organization, you might have two people who purely work on Manage, account managing I'm talking about not necessarily the specialists themselves with planning, the expertise well, well they're the yeah. people who are looking to clients who have got a hunger for a different kind of relationship a relationship that is based on results rather than just based on vanity plays which hi just to, hello just to jump in on that I put my hand up for David I didn't want to interrupt him because this is just to add to that thought but it's, it's a valid interruption I like it is that um, we haven't talked about it at all in these sessions. Uh, when you have existing clients and you're looking to retain them and grow them, there is a um, there is a train of thought, and I, I think it's in a, a post that I've written, certainly in a guide that I've written previously around account growth, that that is one of the very valid approaches to go back to existing clients to say, we've been looking at your market, we're constantly looking out on your behalf, you know, we've got your, we've got your back, we're helping mm. you grow your business. Um, it just strikes us that there is an opportunity here, which we know you didn't have budget allocated to for this year, but we think if we do X, Y, and Z with a new campaign or take a new approach or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be creative work. It can literally just be consultancy from the agency. Uh, we think you're going to uh, gonna capitalize on that, and we are prepared to maybe do a joint venture as in essentially AKA uh, payment by results. So I'm um, I'm agreeing. I, I was just following up your your thought process there dave that that isn't a, that's a valid so much more elegantly approach. than mine i have oh, to say I think it's, it's, it's based it's on a valid experience account growth approach on some occasions i'd really like, like to and again if we meet again don't know where don't know when to sure we'll meet again get maybe so hopefully some sunny day get some experts to join us, some of our fellow experts to join us, mm. who have actually endured or enjoyed this new pricing model state. Because yeah. I'm sure there are people out there who have tested the waters, who have experienced positives, mm -hmm. some negatives, because life is turbulent. Yep, I think that I think that that approach of um, but it feels like it's coming down the stream, right? Because we talked about agencies and clients having ever more intimate relationships mm -hmm. and i think there yeah, will come yeah. a day around the corner where if the client is not assimilating the agency model then they're certainly going to be looking for increased value from their agency relationship yes and there's a whole other area there in terms of consultancy and what the agency model of the future is or what it's becoming now it's exciting so, yeah, isn't it? it is yeah it's a, it's a it's a as we all know it's a completely um it's a world of flux at the moment for, for agencies um, for a whole range of reasons. So, yeah, but to close times. our wonderful series, what is your vision? What's your thinking as to the future of the agency? Are you forever buoyant? Is this just another chapter in the evolution of the agency or do you see challenges ahead? What's your general perception? Uh, I see challenges in the over-saturated market. So 20, 22,000 or so wow. agencies in the UK, uh, of, of all shapes and sizes, you know, of all sorts. Um, many more in the States and obviously globally, many, many, many more. So it's a very, um, it's a very saturated market. Uh, at the same time, you've got clients, um, not all clients, it's too easy to say every client is looking to in-house, but there's a huge uh, growth in in-house in operations. Um, alongside that, you've got the um, consultancies, the management consultancies putting their tanks on the lawns of big agency groups, particularly. Um, 
it's a really complicated ecosystem. There's still room for the kind of uh, the, the smaller agencies who duck and dive in and specialize in one area. So I'm personally, I mean, I love the world of agents. I've been that's all of, sort of known really for blimey, 25 years, 30 years, eek. Um, uh, and they're amazing organizations. They, they do morph um, things ebb and flow in terms of what the shape of an agency is the types of services they offer. But generally, I'm, I'm pretty buoyant. I think there's always going to be a place sure. for, alongside programmatic and you know machine learning and artificial intelligence, there's always going to be a place for human ingenuity, call it what you want, creativity, mm. planning. It doesn't have to be creative. Fresh perspectives. Fresh perspectives, pattern spotting, looking for new opportunities for clients, mm. writing, persuasive conversations. There's always going to be a place for the human, and that tends to sit in a, in a, in a collection of... Uh, either as a freelancer or in, a, in a consortium or as another bunch of people working with you in a group, coming together as a group, a.k.a. an agency. So I think the agency uh, um, business is is still there. I just think that the structures in it and the sizes of them and the, the, the ebbs and flows of big agency versus small agency and the services they offer are just going to be in flux for a while. But no, I'm, I'm pretty uh, pretty buoyant. The only gloomy dark cloud over the whole thing is there's a hell of a lot of agencies out there, mm. and it's the ones that stand out and are really clear about what they what their why is, which we talked about in the first episode, and what they stand for, and what what value they offer, and they're really really clear about that, and they've got a reason for going into work every day and and helping people. They're the ones that are going to do well. The ones that are just bumping along, offering a service, and are a bit vanilla, and do everything on a on a on a really cheap rate card, to my mind, um, have um, trouble times ahead. You just took me back to my youth there with your mention of Morph and the dearly departed Tony Hart. What a wonderful way to finish. Mark Kelly, State of the Nation report on the agency. I guarantee to you that that was spoken from the heart. What this guy doesn't know about agencies isn't worth knowing. And he's got a phenomenal amount of value to bring to hopefully your future relationship with him and his consultancy. So it's markkellyconsultancy.com. As we wrap up this series, our very first series, and Mark just spoke of differentiation and unique selling propositions, value propositions, all these different things and the future, what the future may or may not hold for your agency. It seems like it'd be a great opportunity for you to get in touch and tell us what your challenges are, what your opportunities are and what you see in the future of the agency. So, as I mentioned before, it may or may not be that we return to your ears in the not too distant future and talk to you about other ways that you can get the most out of your agency and your organisation and to boost your agency thinking. So I would recommend that you probably get in touch with Mark, first of all, to go to his website to check out all the show notes from the past six episodes and find all the incredible resources that were mentioned along our journey together, but also to ask the questions that hopefully Mark can directly respond to or we can talk about on a future episode of this show. So contact points, Mark, for you as ever are... Uh, if you go on to um, my website, that's markkellyconsultancy.com. Uh, you can look on Twitter, if you like, which is markkelly333. I've got an Instagram account. <laughs> if you, some people are not the Actually, astronaut. some folks are getting in touch with me and, and certainly interacting through uh, Instagram. Uh, that's uh, Agency Growth Coach. So I'm on Beat shots. Nice. And um, on LinkedIn, uh, Mark Kelly Consultancy. Mark Kelly Consultant, I beg your pardon. So I'm on there, um, to, again, to just, you know, get, get in touch. Ask questions. 
I'm really happy just talking to folks about everything to do with the agency model and, and with no agenda to try and convert people to a client. If you've got a question, give me a shout. If there's anything that we've talked about in these six episodes that you think I'd really like to explore that further, or as Dave said, come on and, and, and join us, hopefully in season two, um, give us a shout. We'd love to talk to you. Thanks for spending time with Cheers. us. Good luck in the future. Go and grow. Thanks for listening to Agency Thinking, your guide to starting or rebooting an agency or bringing the agency mindset into your organisation. Agency Thinking is the work of business growth coach Mark Kelly. To find out more about how Mark can help your organisation thrive, email Mark at markkellyconsultancy.com or tweet him at markkelly333.